This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Flint to Philadelphia, from Hollywell to Hollywood. Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well versed in Wrexham history, or maybe you're new here, so here's a few things to jog your memory. Here is Vose. Great dribbling by Don Vose, and still Vose, he gets past another. Oh, what a goal! Don Vose! One of the goals of the season! He has toyed with the defence there, and that is remarkable. The ball boys getting involved. Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goal scorer, 13 for the season, 14, Wrexham lead, it's Wrexham 1, Chester Nail, it's McDonough for Wrexham, still Jerry McDonough, it's Ben Carradine, McDonough around the keeper, Wrexham, Wrexham, new to the lead leaders, if yesterday was a black Friday, then today is a red Saturday. Troisa, hello, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red. I'm your host, Rich Fair. I'm joined once again by Nathan Salt. We've been off for a while now, but we're back behind the microphones. But who knows when we'll be back at the Kairas, of course, Wrexham's game against Solihull Moors, which we will be looking forward to. It's going to be played behind closed doors. There's a bit of an inevitability about that and the whole way that Wales is slowly creeping back towards a lockdown, so it seems. But we're going to try and give you some festive cheer, a bit of positivity. It's crap, but you've got your families, hopefully, you've got your good health, just try and make the most of it. We've still got our football club, we're so lucky, aren't we, to to be in the position we are. It's crap, I know, we want to be there on Boxing Day, we all do, we've all been looking forward to it, it's usually the best crowd of the year. We've got Ulti, Knots as well on the horizon, fingers crossed that we can still get to them as well. But yeah, Naif, how are you coping? Are you safe and well? I am safe and well. I'm very refreshed from our mini hiatus, um, which was uh, enforced later on, a late substitution. Um, but no, yeah, we're back. Podcast is back. And Merry Christmas to you, Rich, before I, you know, I don't think we'll reconvene until after the Solihull game. I'm just so disappointed about the Solihull game, Rich. I, I, there was, like you say, a sense of inevitability about the whole thing. But still, when the news dropped, I mean, dropped at midnight, We'd kind of been tipped off a few hours earlier, hadn't we? You know, that was the way it was going. And, yeah, when it got confirmed, just I just felt so sorry because it's a sellout crowd. 
And I actually spoke to some of the players who I'm obviously not going to name, but I spoke to some of the players and they were so disappointed. I know Ben Toza put out a tweet and Jordan Davis, both of those, but some others who, you know, just, just chatting about it and a real shame for their families as well because it's a big family occasion, Boxing Day. You think of the games over the years, it's one where mums, dads, maybe cousins and nephews, nieces and nephews that don't come normally, it's one where they all get to. So, yeah, it's a real shame for the players, but... We're looking good, aren't we, Rich? We're looking, and I didn't make it to the trophy game, but we're we're picking up a bit of momentum throughout the squad. So that, that's that's got to be a positive. It's got to be festive cheer. Yeah, and I think many people who didn't go to that trophy game are probably regretting not being able to, to get there. I know lots of us were, were working as well. I was myself, so I couldn't be in attendance, but uh, I'm wishing I'd swapped shifts or something and just sort of <laughs> made it work. But like you said, yeah. I mean, Boxing Day, I know I mention it quite often, but that Salford game is one of my happiest memories in non-league. Nath, I know you spoke to a former player, shall we say, and he said that the fact we think of that as such a good game shows how much we've fallen, really, beating Salford. I mean, who the hell are they? Beating them 5-1 on Boxing Day. But yeah, it's a, it's a bumper atmosphere. You know, you've got so many people there. You see so many old faces. For loads of people, it's the only chance they get in a season to watch Wrexham. They've come back from all over the world. You know, they've been all over the UK as well. And it's just that one chance to get back to the town, to see the club that you support, your local team, maybe a team you've not seen since the takeover, a team with loads of new faces. You've heard about Paul Mullen. Who is he? Let's get down there on Boxing Day and see what the fuss is all about. My brother was going to come back from Japan if that was possible. Of course, that was just not feasible. In the end, it would have meant 10 days of isolation in a hotel with a two-year-old child either side. So that wasn't going to happen. But I was going to try to drag him there on Boxing Day. That obviously can't happen anymore because obviously he, he, that's been in, in, the, in the works for a few weeks. He's not coming. But yeah, it would have been a real good chance for, for so many people to still experience this team, this team that they've got such a good connection with him. Yeah, it's just been so sad and your heart sort of sinks, doesn't it, when you see that? Because in the grand scheme of things, okay, it isn't the end of the world, but it's just the inconsistencies with this whole sort of debacle and the way it's gone on and, and been handled, which, you know, really infuriates fans. And for so many people, going to the football is their week. That is the highlight. That is, for some people, the only chance they get to sort of speak to other people. For other people, they've worked all they've worked all week really hard and you know that's their release that's their escapism for 90 minutes it doesn't matter what background you're from which area you're from you might have rivalries and you want to have those work bragging rights you know just for 90 minutes that's it we're all one we're all Wrexham and it's really real shame that we've not had that and it was soulless last season I know I got to go to a couple of games they were non-events it was both games merged into one it was just crap you know it's just I hate it. I despise football in an empty soulless stadium. And I know the race course isn't a soulless stadium. I know it's got that heart, but for all the architecture and history, the fans are the beating sort of blood of it, aren't they? And without them, it, it just feels empty and hollow. And I'm not really asked about Boxing Day anymore because for so many games this season, again, the result has been, you know, superfluous. I'm not that asked. You know, I want us to win every week. If we don't, I still see my mates, I still see my family. I watch Paul Mullen in the flesh. I have a good time. Of course, I want to get out of this league, but I'd, I just want to be able to go watch my team and have that experience and make it feel real because we pride ourselves on being Wrexham fans. We could have all supported United or Liverpool, Everton. You know, we could have had these easy sort of flings with Premier League clubs if we wanted to but we always remain that we want to watch our local team that's who we feel pride for and the fact that we can't even do that it just feels so crap you know man it just feels like a real empty sort of Christmas it's 
the, the real the crying shame is that as things stand, we can't go on Boxing Day. We can go to a nightclub that night if we want to, or go to Attic. We then can go to Altingham a few days later, and then we can descend en masse to Notts County. A fluid situation, I totally understand that. But what I was going to say is we're, we're, we'll, we'll have spoken to um, the people behind Dragon Chat soon, the men's and women's, of Stephen Lowry, anyone who knows that, that format um, well. And I think it is important you mention that, Rich, because... You know, Christmas as well can be quite a lonely time for a lot of people. And football is a way to, you know, feel a sense of friendship, kinship, family, whatever you want to call it, alongside the people you sit by, especially season ticket holders. There's a great story this week on, on our Twitter account that someone sent in at Rob Brian Rett, where he said he, he was moved to a different seat for this season, you know, amid that flurry of season ticket sales. And he's really, you know, struck up a, a friendship and rapport with the people he sits by. And that really struck me because that is what it, it's all about. And Boxing Day, you know, the, the, uh, not to talk about myself or others, but it, it was a case of I would have got to have seen a lot of familiar faces, you know, that I haven't seen in a long time. Obviously, I do a lot of the away games, given I'm based down south. So, yeah, it's 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 a real tricky one, that. And I, and I all I would say is if anyone... Is is at a wit's end, you know, is is in despair. Lots of people on on Twitter that that follow Wrexham will be more than happy to speak ourselves included, and I can speak myself there, and I'm sure Rich will be the same on our Twitter accounts. Open DMs, and you know, we're happy to talk the town and and to joke and have a laugh and talk about transfers and everything we can. But I think the main point with Boxing Day now, the the gloss has definitely come off it, Rich, one hundred percent. But the key question is now, will we get to watch it in some capacity? Will Wrexham, as the only team not able to have fans on Boxing Day, you know, in terms of games being postponed, I know Grimsby are postponing games left, right and centre, but games that are going ahead, we can't have fans. We're the only team in the league that is shut out by this Welsh Government rule. Um, can we watch it on TV is the million dollar question. million million Canadian dollar, million American dollar, whichever Ryan and Rob want to use. And it's my understanding from conversations I've had with people in and around television and people that would know this sort of thing, uh, it's my understanding that it is being looked at. The, the words I always use, that, that the league and BT who, who run it have a, that they said a great relationship and they're seeking solutions. That was the way it was put. So pretty vague i understand that and it's 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 not the answer that i was hoping to come on and give but you know at the minute and i know you know at, at the club there are people that really really hope behind the scenes that common sense prevails in terms of the the national league and bt coming to an agreement because you know wrexham or one of your 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 major teams your major franchises that you're building the national league around essentially this year you know they had the vanarama banner um, on the slag heap, you know, in terms of that was their stunt, wasn't it? The the what the Wrexham sign. So it, there would be a lot of pros to doing it. I just don't know what BT's. It's not even B, It's not even getting on BT. It's not even putting ourselves on BT. It's more can BT sign some sort of agreement to allow Wrexham to broadcast it on their own stream? That's what we need more than. BT sticking us on because that the BT are not going to put us on TV on Boxing Day with a you know raft of 
Premier League fixtures. So I think without streaming, Rich, I think it will be a really, just a really forgettable fixture week, to be totally honest with you. Yes, we'll cover it. Yes, we'll reflect on it. Yes, we'll chat about it on Twitter spaces, no doubt. But without the capability of watching it, and you'd have to wait till, what is it, Monday at midnight to get the highlights, that will be a footnote in a season that's promised so much. Yeah, exactly. It's just fallen flat, isn't it? Like you said, we can't throw our toys at the pram too much because in the wider world and you know, in the wider scheme of things, there are bigger issues at play. And we, we know that we're not being naive and juvenile about that. But like we said, for so many people, it is the highlight of the season as well. It's such a good, you know, feel-good factor to it all. You see those familiar faces. You see the people you've been sat next to. Maybe you see people you've not seen for years. You see old school friends, old teachers, old work colleagues. You just, you know, it's great. And like you said, I just hope that there is that common sense that prevails because I don't see any reason at all why you wouldn't just allow that to happen. I mean, it was the case last season. Hopefully, you know, this is only a short-term sort of solution that we need to look for anyway. Fingers crossed that in the new year, the cases can can sort of be quelled a bit. We can get in control of it again, learn more about what's actually happening, how dangerous it is. And yeah, you know, that goes into a different sort of story, doesn't it? And we don't get too political here about, about all that. But from our own sort of selfish footballing point of view, let's hope it is a short-term fix that we need. And, you know, BT Sport sort of have the power in their hands and you just hope that they can can find that solution and give us the opportunity to watch the game again. And the club need to get things in, in place. They need to get, a, you know, of course they already have the commentary team and stuff and they give it the full whack production wise, but it's a different kettle of fish having it live. You need to get someone to anchor the show, you know, to, to be the presenter of it all. You know, need to get sort of media accreditation sorted in what will just sort of be 48 hours. Christmas day will be, you know, quite grim maybe for the media officers if they've got to try liaise all that sort of stuff and then you've got to inform the Solihull fans as well how they could access it then you've got to think well do we give season ticket holders free access or whatever or do we just charge everyone and that's probably the simplest solution at this moment in time or yeah there's so much to go through and we just want clarity and you know that's what we've wanted from the start really isn't it just as much guidance and notice as possible both of us Nave having to sort of cover Premier League games as well over this festive period there have been matches which have been called off two hours before kickoff. There have been games which have been called off, you know, the night before. That inconsistency is annoying, and we just want to know as soon as possible. And like you said, Ultragum as well. For me, that's the closest away day I can do. It's the closest match I can do in a season. I have to go to Wrexham at some point and collect my ticket for that. I'm almost thinking, do I? Because a part of me is worried about what might happen next, and you know, there's no assurances and there's there's no guarantees at all at this moment in time with with anything, and things can happen quickly. New rules and regulations can be dropped, and yeah, I'm just annoyed that there's not been a solution, in the sense that rather ironically, we've gone cold turkey, haven't we? I wish we could have sort of gone for a, a capped capacity, you know, try and make it just season ticket holders. I know I don't want to screw some of them over and I'm sorry if you're not a season ticket holder, but just try to get some crowd there and limit it. You know, I'm just really annoyed that we've had to go from what was probably going to be our highest attendance of the season until we win the league on the final day to no fans at all. And that's what really sort of pains me the most is the fact that it's promised so much and it's got to deliver so little in terms of an attendance. Yeah, I mean that that would have uh, that would have screwed me. Uh, no season ticket holders, but totally would have understood that. You know that would have allowed for, say, a reduction of three thousand or whatever the the kind of three or four thousand that would have just bought regular tickets. To, to kind of nose it back onto football, then, Rich, why don't we? Because I feel like we're veering into 
a very sort of depressing podcast. We don't want to do that. We, we want to try and a bit of festive cheer. And what struck me most in this sort of the interim, a lot's happened in the interim. Uh, we've said it on Twitter and, you know, I was speaking to people behind the scenes. There are no words that, that we can say to, to Jordan and his partner um, for the 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 passing of it, of, of of their son stillborn and uh, still you know, I was absolutely devastated when I heard the news when I read about it and yeah I felt very felt very overwhelmed by that news just really really sad and you know I know between us we know players in that squad and it's just devastating nothing you can say and and then for them to him to have the just just the sheer willpower to to go on and play. Um, and, and, and play as well as he did it's just remarkable but but what I was going to say my point was to, to get it back to football was one of the most intriguing things we've seen in the last sort of 10 days Rich is Max Clareworth in a midfield role now I, I never saw that coming I know some people were floating the idea of Tyler French could he go CDM we've seen Ben Toza go in CDM and and um, you know we've seen basically them go in midfield Um toes are more than French but but Clareworth who saw that coming yeah I did not see that coming at all I mean we've not seen Max since was it the Knotts game the first home game of the season properly and yeah it was really really odd one that the goal was absolutely just ridiculous I mean trying to pick the best goal against Gloss is difficult I still give it to Jordan for that, that second one outside the boot Jesus Christ that's good but um you know yeah Max Clareworth I think that there is definitely I mean I'm frustrated in a way because I feel that Play with French, someone else over the toes really, as a solution, defensive midfield. Maybe we've not had the games to trial it, but it almost feels a little bit redundant to me because I think January is coming up and that has got to be an area of such high interest, signing someone who can hold the midfield. Of course, you will still need a, a, an adequate backup for that. And that's totally understandable. But like I said, I, I'm really excited by it. I think it looked good. Of course, the caveat of that is Gloucester's own sort of COVID issues they were dealing with. Hmm. The fact they had to register their manager to be a player for the game sort of says it all. Um, that, that picture they posted of his contract on social media was brilliant. You know, getting paid nothing, no goal bonuses, no appearance fees, no absolutely nothing. Just there for the love of it, really. But yeah, to me, it's a bit of a red herring because I think January, which... I mean, another thing that's going to pay me here is next time we watch Wrexham Live, there might be a new sort of superstar player that we've not seen. And... I know Wrexham are very keen to get their business done early in the transfer window. They Obviously, they've got different fallback options. The other issue as well now, Nath, is if England goes into lockdown as well, of course, some teams are going to be financially, you know, maybe they, their financial situation might worsen. So maybe we will, ha- we will have more buying power in the transfer market. But on the other hand, some clubs might be so reluctant to sell players because they know they can't get a replacement in. Yeah, it's it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Um, you know, it's that kind of League Two, League One. That they will, I know from people I speak to in the EFL, in those kind of circles, there is genuine fear of what can happen financially. They really don't want to see games go behind closed doors because they're so reliant on match day income. It's not like the Championship or the Premier League where you have solid rights packages or parachute payments or. And you can raise real capital through player sales. League One, League Two, contracts are expiring, unless you're kind of one of these big teams in, in say, League One, but contracts are expiring. Play, you know, players move from club to club. You're, you know, kind of 60, 70, 80% of your income is 
is uh, match day match day revenue and so you know losing fans would be devastating for those leagues but it, you know it always at least other things they present opportunity and um you know without going into it too much and i don't want to keep um banging on about you know being behind the curtain and in the know and all that sort of nonsense but we had what i felt was a really enlightening conversation um with someone with 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 some people let's say at the club um rich in the last sort of few days and it, it definitely struck me that january wheels are turning i think wheels are in motion for january is that the impression you got yeah absolutely and you know clubs start their planning way way in advance i think anyone who heard the sean harvey interview on Dragonheart talking about the the sort of main targets for 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 the window and then the fallback options as well and the way that it's so fluid the way it all works you know you might go for player a and then he's not available player b might have already moved by then then you want to play a c so you know Wrexham are gonna have to scout you know four or five players for each position and a little anecdote as well is when man united signed aaron wambasaka they claimed to have scouted 804 right backs that summer and he was the one who came top wow. of all their metrics so when an elite club is scouting 800 players for a, a position in the National League. You've got to have a short list of, I'd say, about five to ten players for each position just to see what happens. Mm. Of course, we've got the financial power. We've got a really good chance of it. You know, there's also sort of that feeling within the club that we've had our crap patch. We're still had that area where we're trying to find out which formation to play, who's the best players, what our best eleven is. And now we're sort of starting to find rhythm. So there is a real, real sense of optimism around the place. And, you know, obviously not having fans on, on Boxing Day is going to be a bit of a dent to that feel-good factor. But, you know, club officials aren't worried one bit. You know, they feel they've got a manager who's got that six, you know, it might not be the prettiest football, but it's going to work. You might not what it might not be what you want to unwrap on Christmas Day, but, you know, it's, it's going to get us there or thereabouts by the end of the season. And, you know, I'm starting to buy into that. We have been unwatchable at times but we've got the results we've got some ugly wins which you need to do and january you know if we spend well next month we could have the best team in the league you know just categorically do you know what i mean i mean i know that one of the yeah. people we spoke to was joking that it'd be quite useful if shamanga was sold um, which, that would sort of <laughs> yeah. sort of strengthen our, our hopes but the nucleus of our squad is there we just need those extra sort of flourishes don't we what i would say is i i i had a chat with an agent um, very well connected in the National League about a certain Joe Sparrow. Is that what we're saying? Joe Sparrow? Joe Sparrow. Um, and what I was told there was that there is interest for sure um, in him. Now, whether that is, as I always say, with agents and these sort of conversations, often it can be a jockeying situation. They know that that information then gets put out on a podcast or in a blog or on Twitter or XYZ. And as such, it increases the marketability of the player and generates more interest and you interest more clubs and you push more clubs into situations. So I totally understand that. But if that information was accurate, then, you know, Joe Sparra is on the radar. You would imagine he is one of multiple midfielders that's been looked at. And definitely, Rich, I came away from... Um, from a few conversations in the last sort of 10 days, much more optimistic than I was that maybe we'll get at least one mark. I, I think we're going to get one marquee name, one sort of Paul Mullen type name that will really, and I'm not saying Jack Wilshire or 
someone someone had a joke with me at work about whether we could take Deli Alley off Tottenham's hands. Nothing like that. Not nothing that sort of nonsense. But I think there will be a player which makes you go, yeah, that that's that's a problem um, for the rest of the league. You know, growing talk as well about Ru, what's his name, Ruben Rodriguez at Notts County. We we mentioned didn't we on a recent podcast about you know imagine getting him before the second of November, second uh, of January, which I did get a ticket for, Rich. And I really fingers crossed that that goes ahead because a um, you know Nottingham's a good good away day. It's just a nice nice trip in normal circumstances. And b it's yeah it's just it just you, you get to take a big crowd with you. They're a big club as well. Uh, it should be a cracky two really good teams. I thought the game on the telly first time round. I watched on the telly. Obviously, you were there. I think. It was, I thought it was a cracker of a game. Like I said, we saw Cloworth there, did okay. Uh, James Jones had that goal that never was. And yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I'm think i I'm trying to temper my expectations now in terms of the playing style and, and just look at the results because with so many kind of in and outs, COVID and, you know, we're bat- battling our own COVID outbreak at Wrexham. All the clubs are as well. Grimsby in particular are having a real hard time of it. It's it's about just grinding results now, um, and and quickly before I before I throw it back to you, thinking of home games, it would be interesting if you look at it and go right, we've got Boxing Day at home, and then we don't I don't think we have another home game in the league until sort of the twenty second or twenty fifth, something like that. In terms of uh, I think it's Yeovil and Maidenhead, so it is the end of the month. So you'd, you'd hope that perhaps they could go three weeks or so. And then and then reduce these restrictions um, because league wise, if it all carries on going ahead, we're we're on the road um, more. We're on the road a fair bit now coming up. Yeah, of course that Boreham Wood game as well has been changed, hasn't it? Because of their cut prog- progression, like you said as well, Nate. To be devil's advocate here as well, I'm not saying this is a good thing at all whatsoever, but it is worth noting that Paul Mullen, Bentoza, both won promotion last season playing behind closed doors every week. So they've obviously got the right mentality to sort of just focus on the football and and let it just do the talking, really. And obviously, you know, I'm not saying there's any positive whatsoever to it from our point of view, but we have got a squad who, who are used to playing behind closed doors and hopefully the results don't dip as a result of it, you know, in, in terms of not having that, that home support. And like you said, just fingers crossed that we can get to a game this festive period for me, like I said, Ultramgum's the one I've been looking forward to since the fixtures came out. That's the one I've been looking forward to the most. For you, Knotts is probably up there as well. So, yeah, let's just hope that we can get some sort of solution to that and, and see what happens. January's just around the corner. You know, it's going to be very exciting. There is still a lot to look forward to, really. And, Nath, we were going to put this out on social media, but we're going to put this out for New Year's instead, which we're going to twist it to work. For you, Nath, what is your Wrexham Christmas wish? Um... Yeah, what would what was my Christmas? What would I like to see in twenty twenty two? I think I said this when we when we kind of had it on an off air chat. I still think it would be for me to get some shiny red seats, paint the seats, you know, kind of burn the seats into look looking as good as new. I I just you know when you watch it on TV and I watched the Weymouth game the other week and I I see the highlights of the Gloucester game. I'm nitpicking on small things I know, but rather than everyone you know, DMing us and tweeting us saying they would like a new midfielder, which we all want, 
I, I think I think some shiny red seats just just to give the race course a kind of a glossy feel again. I don't know. That that's just me maybe, but that's what I would like. Rich, what about you? God, that is good. You've gone for a proper sort of answer there. That's going to sort of make me. If I just say I want Alex Woodyard or something, then you know that's not going to look. Sort of set up, sort of compared <laughs> to it, but yeah, you know, like when you see like you're scrolling through Facebook, like the dead hours of night, and then there's like a video of someone just really satisfyingly sort of cleaning up an old seat or something, like power washing a seat, and all the mud just comes off perfectly. It's brand new and red. Yeah, just like you said, just that fresh look of paint inside the stadium as well, because particularly if we are having to watch games on the stream. We're going to be noticing those seats a lot more, especially when they're emptied. So I think that consistency would, would you know, would certainly help. And I think for me, just, I mean, obviously we all want promotion. We all want a midfield, like you said. We all want progress as well in terms of sort of the cop redevelopment. Obviously, they've done that survey now. It's looking very likely it'll be a safe standing stand if, if that all goes ahead. And, you know, they've got to design it, mm. incorporate other things. Think of a name, the Joey Jones cop. Not sure it works too much in terms of like the way it rolls off the tongue but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that all works and for me you know we can wish and say this and we've got every right to dream now but I still want to pinch myself and sit back and think Wrexham FC are owned by two Hollywood greats we've got Paul Mullen up top madness it's just there's so much more positivity than negativity around the place I know this podcast started off a bit doom and gloom but for me all I want in the new year is to be there watching Wrexham in the flesh with my friends and family and just enjoying it. One of those days towards the end of the season, we're going for promotion. Worst case, we get playoffs, but we oh, still see the imagine. title. And you go to the match in like shorts and t-shirt if you want to, and it's just a glorious sunny day. You have a pint of Wrexham Lager. Of course, drink responsibly, but Nath, I know yourself and I have both got the, the those blue five-litre kegs for Christmas, which I might yes. crack open tonight yes. because I've had a long walk today and I fancy a pint of Wrexham. And yeah, just Could to... You... Could you imagine, Rich, could you imagine um, there was the penultimate game is against Stockport, isn't it, at the race course? Could you imagine sort of slapping on the Factor 50, Factor 30, whatever you're choosing, getting the sunglasses on? I, although, I, you know, we, we did have a very worrying picture of you from years ago in sunglasses, so hopefully you've refreshed those. I sent you it and I've now deleted it from all platforms. You know the picture I'm talking about uh, away at Halifax, but... Uh, could you just imagine, you know, Wrexham Stockport, two huge giants of this division, slugging it out in the penultimate game to win the title? Uh, that would be, that's what you want. I mean, it would be heartbreaking either way. It would be heartbreaking either way because, you know, it would be just so emotional whether we lost or won. Um, my other options in the new year, kind of, what would I like? And we'll put this out on Twitter and let us know if you listen to the podcast what you think. A statue for Joey Jones was up there. And uh, the other one was uh, for Chester fans to accept that they play in Wales, Rich. Uh, there's a lot of chat on Twitter recently about you know, how they get affected by the... And... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tommy Cowes yeah, I mean, did a brilliant Wales, tweet. So did you see imagine. Tommy Cowes' tweet the other day? Um, <laughs> yeah, really... I did. I did. I mean, I, did. I, be I believe the term is boiling piss. I'm going to try and get it up now because it is like one well, my I think, you know, if you could like frame a tweet, maybe like a, in a digital digital photo frame or something maybe that just plays on, on on revolve i mean most of them would be tommy cow's tweets because i mean he's a master of while, social while you media look for really. it though, yeah he is while you look for it do you see the video of bootlegger of santa being locked yes, in rexham and lager rexham and lager rexham lager yes that was i don't know whether that's going to keep me up at night or not i'm a big fan of carl but at the same time slightly traumatized 
Um, yeah, exactly. And, and the other thing as well, you also worth, dig that whilst it, what, go on, but I was going to point out something else as well that's um, off note as of late is um, the football manager statistics. Have you seen that? Wrexham, I think there's a bit of 200% increase in people playing as Wrexham on football manager. I know we've seen before the sort of FIFA YouTube channels as well who all want to be Wrexham because it's an exciting new save and all that. But um, yeah, football manager, I've been craving football manager, you know, but... I mean, I'm not going to bore people listening to this podcast, but I've had some severe work computer technical <laughs> issues. So I think trying to get Football Manager on there might be a bit too problematic. But yeah, it's, you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, to sort of round off this point in a very long-winded way, it's just to be back, isn't it? Just to be back at the race course is all yeah, want. And yeah. I can't find the Tommy Cow's tweet. He might have deleted it, but it was something along the lines of they should... Um, they should introduce social distancing as f- at football matches, you know, one fan every whatever metres. It's something that they've mastered mm. at Chester FC over the, over recent years or something, which, you know, is I remember good the tweet. It was, a, it was a brilliant tweet. I've not done yeah, you justice there, Tommy Kaus, but yeah. <laughs> what, uh, one, one thing before we kind of do our, do our sign-offs and do our plugs and thank yous, Rich, for the kind of pre-Christmas pod... A word on Kwame Thomas, clearly very emotional, had all his family there at the Gloucester game, comes on, gets his goal. No one in the fan base could have begrudged him that. I mean, what a journey. Again, conversations we've had this week. What an unbelievable journey he's had. At one stage, career completely in doubt. Thought this might be it for him. Um, you know, when did he get injured, sort of? And we'd, we'd see him last season behind closed doors with his crutches on the sideline trying to kick every ball. Well, was that not and was 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 he injured in knots away? Do you remember knots away last no, year? No, he was it? he was at he was at knots away in yeah, okay. in the stands on. And crutches. then we lost our Ponticelli, two strikers. Yeah, Ponticelli, that's one where he went off. Yeah, but but Kwame got injured a few games before that, a couple of, a day a game or so before that. But to see him back, smile on his face, his Instagram was was blowing up. Family members absolutely delighted for him. Uh, I couldn't stop smiling when I when I'd seen that he'd he'd scored. Just an amazing story of amazing sort of redemption story for him because the injury was so so bad. I don't think we can underestimate how bad that injury was to people. No, exactly. Like you said, it, he genuinely had fears that he might never play football again. Which you know, at such a young age, is just incomprehensible to to not be able to do the thing you love. And we say this every week. I know that since the takeover, wages have probably increased a bit, but these are just normal people from a normal background who. At the, in the mid thirties, won't be retiring. You know, it's it's not all the glitz and glamour. They are still just local. Uh, I speak of John Davis there, local lads, people who are just humble and you know don't have that sort of ego about them. And that's I feel so proud of this team and Kwame and Jordan. The resilience and courage they've shown it almost sort of complements the club. What it's been through, never giving up, always believing, overcoming difficulty, and just always having that belief that things will get better. And I guess that's almost the, the way that I'm going to have to look at this now. Of course, Boxing Day would have been brilliant, but in the grand grand scheme of things, we're just grateful we've got our health speaking for ourselves. And we hope all of you listening as well uh, have as good a Christmas as possible in difficult circumstances. It's not been ideal, but we've got our club. We've got a club we love that we can be proud of with two of the greatest co-chairmen probably ever in the history of, of sport and we're mm. so lucky to have this bunch of players and it's so good because we've said it before, Kwame is like a new signing going into January. We need that sort of alternative figure up front, someone who is the target man, someone that we can play off, someone who can hold the ball up so Paul Mullins doesn't have to drop into central defensive midfield, you know? And that's what we've got. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, it's pride and it was having a lump in my throat 
the fact that both of those scored because it's just you can't even begin to put your, yourself in their shoes really i know some of you listening will probably experience similar things in your life as well and my heart goes out to you as well but for my own sort of sheltered sort of existence i've not had to deal with that sort of that sort of trauma you know and mm. i can't i just can't even comprehend it and i'm just so proud and we'll talk about that christmas wish list new year wish list whatever we want it's just to to keep having that pride in my club and the reason we were going to have a packed house on boxing day is because so many other people share that as well. And, you know, people used to laugh at the fact you were from Wrexham. They're jealous now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I went on TalkSport actually the other day, which I'm not sure who heard me on that, but uh, the Hawks being, was it Hawks being Jacob show? And they were asking me, you know, kind of how disappointing was it to be behind closed doors, you know, asking me about the Hollywood takeover, that sort of thing. And I said on there, it's what, what this takeover has done is not just give the team belief and and change the fortune on the pitch. It's given, it's given the town a whole a whole new lease of life, and that's priceless to me because you know you can go into any of the restaurants in town, the cafes, and not just a match day. You talk people want to talk about Wrexham Football Club now, and and want to talk about players and and want to sort of break down. That's why podcasts can do well and 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 things are going strength to strength for, for us and others and fanzines and, and kind of, um, you know, just YouTube channels and all these other various things. Because people are interested and are proud to, to affiliate themselves with the club. And I, I'm sure you'll say your own piece, Rich, but I just want to say on behalf of myself, a, a really big thank you to everyone who's listened, whether you've listened to one episode or whether you've listened to all 46 so far. That'll be, you know, it's, it's more than I could imagine when we started it at the beginning of the year you know it's something that's been on the radar for a while and I don't want to get too kind of soppy and gushing about the podcast but it's it's been really really good fun to do and we've got to speak to some of our you know Wrexham heroes you think Louis Malt we got to speak to James Jennings uh, Jocelyn Maybe. Jocelyn Maybe. I forgot Curtis Obeng you know people that we loved and we loved watching and we have a lot of time for and a lot of respect for. You know, Craig Falconbridge more recently, I was only young when he played under Flinney, but that was one of the most important conversations I've had in recent months, you know, on and off the air. I, I can't thank Craig enough for, for the conversation we had. And, you know, coming up, Rich, I, I don't know, I know we haven't spoke about it, but um, interviews with Brian Flynn and Mickey Thomas to tee up the Arsenal anniversary. So whether that must, that will probably be next week. Um, because I don't know in terms of our upload schedule when, when uh, the anniversary. Well, we might split it up. We'll see. But but they're coming soon. Great chats with Flinny. Great chat with Mickey. And you know, there, there's more to come. Dragonheart, like I say, I'd love to do more stuff in terms of proud dragons. And we're, we're working on something towards February, aren't we, Rich? In terms of uh, a year of the takeover. So that'll be that'll be really good as well. I think in terms of getting some people on that we've not had before and hopefully people want to hear from. So yeah, just from me, like I say, as always, you know, contact us on Twitter. Twitter's doing brilliantly at Rob Ryan Red. Uh, you can obviously find us both individually, Rich Fay and at Nath Salt One, N-A-T-H-S-A-L-T-1. And the email, you can contact us, Rob Ryan Red at gmail.com. Rich, it's been a, been a blast, hasn't it? Until Christmas, it's just been a whirlwind 46 episodes some up and downs along the way but here we are fifth in the table and and talking about maybe we can do it now 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it's still pinch yourself moments. And like you said, I just want to reiterate that thank you to all of you who are still listening, all of you who have listened. You know, these next few weeks could be really crazy again and difficult, like Nave said at the start of the pod or early in the pod at least. If you need anything, feel free to, to message us on the pod account, message us individually on our Twitter accounts as well or, what, or any social media you follow us on and we will try to get back to you and at least have that conversation. You've got so many sort of good projects around the club to, club to be proud of and if you ever need any help, do not be afraid to ask. We're all just one big family and yeah, thank you so much for, for listening. If you've not listened to some of those specialist sort of interview podcasts, then go ahead and listen to them. They are timeless. They're not sort of speaking about recent matches or whatever. They're speaking about players, Wrexham careers in an honest and open atmosphere, which I don't think has really been done sort of before the, the podcast sort of launched, the podcasts launched at the start of the year. And, you know, it's added sort of a new sort of depth to it. Of course, I know Dragonheart are doing great stuff as well. Mark's been plugging away at years, but just a bit of an alternative angle. And yeah, it's just been great. And the reason Nathan and I do these, we don't get paid. There is no sort of benefit to it other than I wish. Sort of, yeah, exactly. But um, we do it because we love it. And we love to talk about Wrexham. And particularly last year when we couldn't go to games, it was like therapy for us because we felt a bit detached from the club and it gave us that chance to have that voice and just to share our, our feelings with you and you might not agree you might agree we don't really mind we just wanted to have an open honest discussion and at the end of the day the reason you're listening the reason we're speaking is because we love Wrexham Football Club we love Wrexham as a community we love the people everything about it and I know it's going to be crap this Christmas I know it's not going to be the same and, and what we all envisaged but it's still a Christmas to be so proud of our football club and long may that continue Nath thank you very much as always Thanks so much. Have a great Christmas, Rich, and we will hopefully reconvene with some success streamed Boxing Day. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got butt for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 